broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Vicades, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligence sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening, and welcome to another edition of All Access. Tonight, of course, we're live from Treasure Chest Casino on the lake in Kenner at the edge of Williams Boulevard, and we're in FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can come watch any game you want all night long, be it baseball or otherwise, place a wager, have a good time, food to eat, drinks as well, and of course, if you come out tonight, we have a few prizes at the conclusion of the show to draw from, but you have to be present to win. So we invite you to come out again. It's Treasure Chest FanDuel Sportsbook, just inside the front entrance, about as easy as you can possibly get to find us, and we hope you will. And we'd love to see you here each and every Wednesday night and look forward to seeing you here tonight, and I know there are some on the way. If you can't make it for whatever reason, you're free to call 504-260-1061 to participate in the conversation. And tonight we're really fortunate to have a, a good and great friend, a really good football player and a good man and good broadcaster too. How's that? So this gentleman, of course, came to the Saints when he was at the University of Arkansas. We were just lamenting the Razorbacks this past weekend, but that's another story. And, of course, in Arkansas, he was terrific and ultimately would be inducted into their Sports Hall of Honor for his outstanding play. He's been recognized for all of his play for so many years. Consensus All-American at Arkansas. Came to the Saints, played here seven years, started uh, throughout the course of his career, other than when he was injured. And he played guard for a little bit and then played center most of the time and did an excellent job for a team that finally brought a winner to New Orleans. Those were incredibly exciting times, and he was a big part of that. So it's great to welcome Steve Court to the show. Steve, how are you, man? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks, Kenny. Good to have you with us. Listen. Glad to be here. First and foremost, we'll talk about the current Saints a little bit later, but right, talk sure. about Steve Court right now. Tell everybody about what you're doing, man. You know, I've been retired for, well, five years, going on five years now. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm pretty much enjoying myself. My wife and I live on the North Shore there and always have lived over there. And look, just taking care of dogs and, and living life, and, and, uh, and I'm enjoying it. I really am. That's great to hear and take you back to your playing days. First of all, when you got that call yeah. back in 1982, what was that like? When they told you, yeah, yeah we're drafting you. Was it bummed you know, that call? It was, was it, uh, it It was really fun. I, I, uh, I was sitting with a couple of teammates of mine and myself, and, uh, and – uh, Billy Ray Smith was one of them, and Gary Anderson was the other one, and, and both those guys ended up going the first round. But uh, 
I was always slated to go either late in the first round or early in the second, and that's exactly what happened. But I, I tell this story all the time that I was, I was on the phone with um, the two teams that you know it was uh, it was it was Miami and and uh, and the Redskins that year, and um, so first up was uh, was was Miami, and and sure enough they were on the phone with me and they said they wanted me to come down there and. and uh, and go with Kuchenberg on the other side and, and be the other guard. And I thought that, that would be terrific. You know, I would love to do that. And then uh, and they picked some guy named Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> what were they thinking, so, Matt? What's the matter with I, these yeah, people? I, I think they got a better deal. <laughs> uh, and then sure enough, I had one more hung up with them. And uh, and the Washington Redskins had called. And uh, and they picked some guy named Daryl Green. <laughs> so uh, I think they got a better deal on that one, too. But, 17 uh, years or know, something I, like that. Yeah. So I waited another uh, nine picks, and then I was, uh, I was drafted by the Saints, uh, a tenth pick in the second round. But um, this was one of the places that I wanted to go. I, I'd, got, I'd gotten to know the staff because um, I was in the Senior Bowl, yeah. and, um, and they were the, uh, the staff for the, uh, the South, and then I was representing the South, being from Arkansas. So uh, I got to know a, a number of the coaches at that point and, and, and certainly enjoyed that. But uh, – it was a great place, and, and I wouldn't have changed a thing. Who made the call to you? Was it Eddie Jones? Was it Bum Phillips? Was it Pat Pepler? Do you remember who called when they told you they were drafting you? Or do you recall? And if you don't, that's okay. You know, I think <laughs> I want to say, I, I, you know, I don't remember, and I don't know why I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a uh, – or even a position coach. No, like you know, I think, a, uh, I, I think it was a – I think it was Bum Phillips. Okay. Yeah. Who called me, and, and I, uh, I certainly didn't really recognize his voice at the time. Uh, and I certainly hadn't talked to him. I didn't, you know, rarely do you talk to the head coach very right. often, anyway. And of if course. you do, it's usually not for anything good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but uh, I, uh, I, he ended up calling me, and he said, "Would you like to be a saint?" And I was like, "That would be terrific." So, um, that's how things got started, and I've been here ever since. It's pretty interesting, you know. In '82. The strike took place, and obviously that changed a lot of things. And you yep. only had to only got to play the nine games, and the Saints were pretty close then. They were four and five, and could have been five and four easily. And then, of course, '83 came around, and we all know how close the team was that year, and the the hurt, the disappointment of that Rams game, which to this day I think that was the end of Bum Phillips right there. Once that game was lost, I just thought that his career was pretty much over with, and it was never the same after that. '84, you and, win seven. And, and strange enough. Uh, I had the chance to, to win that game for us too because well, you I, recovered I the a fumble. You recovered exactly. the fumble by George in the end zone. I was yeah. going to bring that up. Yeah, and you guys had the lead, and yeah. you know four to, seconds left, and Lansford kicked Lansford the kicked goal. the field goal. Yeah. But yeah. to this day, everybody that was there and those of us that had been around all this time would still wonder about well, you could have tried a forty-nine yard field goal. Now I know Morton Anderson was a young kicker in the league, a second-year oh, guy. He would have definitely. Uh, well, yeah, if you sure. if he kicks that field goal, you win the game. They have to score yeah. a touchdown, and yeah. they're, they're ve that's very unlikely because your defense had not given up anything all day. Yeah, we we were we were blessed with having strong defenses the whole time I was there, whether mm -hmm. it was with that group or whether it was with the group that came in with Mora. Yeah, uh, you know, a, a couple of years later, but um, yeah, that was uh, that was certainly a heartbreaker. Wade Phillips took over as interim coach and one of the nicest men I've ever met and just a yeah. sweetheart of a guy, the kind of guy you pull for in a big way. Well, he had a couple of chances as a head coach. It just never really panned out, right? You know, that, that, that's one of those things. I, I, I've been in this league for as long as I can remember, and, and it's uh, 
you know, you end up knowing so many people uh, doing this, whether they're assistant coaches and, and or coaches from other teams and things like that. That, uh, but you end up knowing these guys from in some sort some sort of way, and uh, and they all get these shots to do these things. Um, and there's very few that are really successful for a long period of time. Right. Yeah. Well, you got it. Yeah, you're. I mean, listen. Vic Fangio, I mean, Dom Capers, I'm just thinking, I mean, they had oh, some yeah. really good coaches that went on to be head coaches from that staff that Mora had here. And, of course, the others that weren't head coaches were really good football coaches. You know, Steve Walters obviously was a good coach, but sure. you could say the same thing about a whole bunch of those guys, almost every one of them. It was a really good staff. So we transitioned to Coach Mora coming in, and, boy, everything changed dramatically when he came in. I'll, I said this to, to Brad a few weeks ago. I'm like, man. I'll never forget going to Hammond and watching what he was doing to you guys. It was unbelievable. I mean, that was just – that was militaristic. And you know, I can remember at the time um, thinking that um, – look, I love the game. There's no question about it. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I love everything that goes with it. I love yeah. all the – you know, all the stuff that people usually don't like. I, I liked all that stuff. Um, but there was times there that I thought, you know, I'm a smart guy. I've got – college degree I'm a smart guy I'm you know <laughs> and I really don't I don't need this and <laughs> and I think a lot of people um a lot of players at that time were were thinking along those lines of course it never was something that you were thinking about right in, in you know in, in earnest but at the same time you were uh, it crossing your mind and you're thinking this is is this going to be um why are we doing this you know is this going to be is this sort of a test uh, or is this something and I think Mora was trying to find out at that point sort of what we were made of character yeah. wise. And I think he was, he'd never met most of us. He didn't know anything about most of us. Um, and he just know that we didn't have a very good record, you know, before he got here. And so yeah. he was going to try to change that. And I think that uh, in, in doing so, look, I, he was a little bit, um, he was a little bit over the top. And I can remember it wasn't too many years ago that I saw him in the press box when I was working for one of the other radio stations. Sure. And he said, uh, can I, can I talk with you for a second? I'm thinking, sure. I had no idea what he was, mm -hmm. was talking about. And, and he said, uh, I just wanted to apologize to you. And I said, for, I, I'm thinking of everything I can think of in right. the world. And I'm thinking, you know. And he said that uh, I never should have worked you guys the way I worked you. Yeah. You know, because I think we would have had a chance because nobody could really play the 49ers like we could. And really, other than that, had they not had the, that dynasty, we probably would have gone to the Super Bowl several times, you know. And, and it was just one of those things where we were – you know, behind that juggernaut during that period, and uh, and they had it going on at that time. So it was um, it was tough, but at the, at the same time, I think he was uh, he knew that that he probably overworked us unnecessarily. But that was just the way it was back then. Yeah, and things have changed dramatically. Look, the players' association addressed a lot of that, and clearly, you don't have that kind of regimen anymore. No, I mean, I, I go back. I, I go back to tell Bobby all the time. Look at if if they played and practiced the way they do now, I said. I still might be playing. You might still be playing. You might have played 20 years. <laughs> That's right. Well, I yeah. think about, listen, oh, yeah. when I first got started, when I first was around this and started in the business, there were three-a-days. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was insanity. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Three-a-days. I mean, how can anybody possibly be ready for that physically? But You know, it's, it, it. you're amazing what your body can do. You, you really are. And, and if the, it's kind of a testament in a way because it's kind of like you believe, I'm probably going to die today. You know, and at the same <laughs> yeah. time, you realize no, you're you're pretty you're pretty far off from that, and uh, and it's amazing what you can do. Mental toughness is is corner bred from that kind of stuff, and and I can tell you that um, you certainly have a lot of belief in your teammates 
you know, when you sort of face those types of things and uh, those types of difficulties and those uh, obstacles. Um, but it, it certainly did. I knew once the season started, it was going to be downhill and shady. <laughs> once Jim Moore got established here, of course, by the 87 season, things changed and there was, of course, a strike then too. And that was, we all remember what transpired. And they, they put together a fairly good team. They won two or three games and then clearly came back with the veterans and lost the game to the 49ers when Morton missed the field goal. And he made yeah. his speech and all of a sudden, nine straight wins. Up until the Super Bowl season of 2009, that was the most exciting time in New Orleans Saints history. I'll never forget that, the way this city was so turned on, the whole metropolitan area. Uh, who that started, people were just yeah. absolutely bonkers over this. That was a special thing to be part of, wasn't it? Well, it was because uh, also the unique thing about it was we were such a very close team. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, I, I talked to some of the guys now that are, you know, certain equipment guys and, and, and trainers and things like that that I'm still close to. Um, and they said, you know, Jumbo, you certainly missed a great time. You know, it was a, you, know, you lived during one of the really the golden eras of the NFL, but at the same time, um, you really wouldn't enjoy it now. And I'm like, oh, yes, I would. Because <laughs> they make now, uh, you know, I make in a year what they make in maybe the warm-up, the mm -hmm. first warm-up of the game, and that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, the money and the lifestyle is ridiculous, but at the same time, um, you did certainly didn't have that sort of esprit de corps and that kind of uh, uh, team mentality that, that they certainly have uh, back in the day when, when we did things, uh, you know, off the field with each other all the time, you know, and I don't think that happens as much anymore. On top of that, you live here, and really up until the mid-'90s or, or even into the, the new millennium, a lot of players lived in their home market that they played in. That really isn't the case anymore. It's not just New Orleans. It's all over the league. Oh. Very seldom do you see a lot of guys that still live in that town. That, that's really changed, too. And, and I think that that's a shame because I think people bond with the people in the community. And guys like you, you're always around, and people appreciate that. Well, it, it gives you sort of the, um, um, you know, you're one with the city and, or with the, you know, the, the franchise, the, the, yeah, sure. the, the type of things like that. So the, uh, you don't have too much of that, and it becomes kind of diluted where if you're a fan of a, of a player, then you sort of have to follow that player no matter where he goes. But um, now, I mean, you used to be able to name every single person, you know, that mm -hmm. started on those rosters back in the day, you know, just by knowing what city they played in, and they knew, you know, you knew what player, you know, where they were from and what they did. So now it's can't, you can't like that because of free agency and whatnot. You have such a situation now where guys are having to chase that money, and I don't blame them. they got to chase the money. Yes. Um, and, and, it's, and it's great for the players to be able to, to, you know, to capitalize on that. So you have that nine-game win streak. You guys, you know, have that winning season. You go to the playoffs, lose to the Vikings, but – that was almost anticlimactic because of what transpired there. People hadn't seen that before. And then in 88, you guys were going really good. I mean, you had a you had a 10-win season. Yeah. I remember that game in San Francisco. I was there. The fourth and one couldn't make it and changed the game, and they won the game. And you win 10 games, and you don't even make the playoffs. That was, that was probably more disappointing than anything because that was a good Saints team. That really was. And I can remember thinking, I don't, you know, what do you got to do? I mean, it's, it was one of those times when really, you know, you know, ten and six wasn't going to get it, and because there was no, there was other teams that were. Uh, well, the NFC was loaded, and it was loaded. It was at that time, and and now you know it's uh, it, it's kind of it, it 
it smacks a lot of the same now because really you're everybody's sort of waiting to get to that second season, and that's everybody's playing for during this time of the year. Well, I think about those times in the NFC. You had the 49ers who were the transcendent franchise, but you also had the Joe Gibbs Redskins who were really good, and then you had the Parcells Giants who came along and were really good. Those were yeah. Super Bowl championship franchises and all in the yeah. NFC, and then on the back end – Right after you left, the, here came the Cowboys with Jimmy Johnson and the, you know, their triplets, and there were Super Bowl champions. The Saints were always on the, in the wrong conference. You said it earlier. If the Saints had been in the AFC at that time, I you think know, I the don't Saints think, uh, definitely could have not only remember, won playoff games, but I can remember Bowl. that, uh, and I was talking to Bobby about this at one point. Yeah. I know that at one, at one juncture, um, the only AFC team we ever lost to was Buffalo. Buffalo, 13 to 12. That yeah. was it. Yeah. You beat other everybody that, else. We beat every other AFC team bad. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Remember the season over with Denver? Yeah. It was a 42 to nothing game after they were in the Super Bowl? Oh, I know. Uh, it, it was the parity in the league is uh, certainly wasn't uh, AFC, NFC-wise at that time was <laughs> a big disparity. Total imbalance. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, no, and that's no disrespect to Denver or Buffalo. No, no. Got there four times each but never won. But the fact of the matter is they had a much easier path. The New Orleans Saints had to go through all these people oh, yeah. I just mentioned. It was a and the 49ers <laughs> were in your division, which made it even yeah. more difficult. Yeah, Chicago was good. Uh, Detroit was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could look at all those teams in, in, in all those different divisions. And, and the top three in each team in each division was playoff bound or, or should have been. Yeah, listen, that was a really good time. I mentioned coaches earlier. Offensive line coach, Carl Mock, was he big for you? Sure. Paul Boudreaux, was he big? Just talk sure. about the guys sure. you had and Paul what Boudreaux, they meant to you. Jim Mergenbeck. Yep, Mergenbeck, um, yep. Yep, uh, all those guys. And, uh, look, I, I I have an affinity and certainly a, a certain respect, obviously a deep respect and a love for offensive line coaches. And um, what they have to do is um, – and, and of course, look, I'm not taking anything against any other, away from any other, off, you know, any kind of the coaches of assistants and what have you. But um, look, if that offensive line is you, your team goes how your offensive line goes, and, and I know I'm talking like oh, I'm an ex lineman, and it's because I am, but it's also there's some truisms in this game, and that's one of them. And and look, if 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 your offensive line isn't very good or it's weak, um, you're going to be exposed, and you're not going to be a very good football team. Conversely, if you have a good one and a good physical offensive line, um, it can make up for a lot of a lot of mistakes uh, in a lot of, uh, of other areas that aren't quite as strong. So when you watch games, you might watch them differently than most fans do because you you will watch line play, won't you? Obviously, I watch. Yeah. Really, I'm, I'm, if I could get a tight end zone view uh, from behind there, I am dialed in on that because I'm looking at that front seven. And really looking at the alignments and and uh, and really their personnel and you really you're blocking spots. You're not really blocking uh, players. You can call them whatever you want to call them, you know, outside linebackers or defensive ends or what have you. But um, we would certainly designate those before uh, you know the game week. It's pretty interesting the way uh, that evolves, and it was also interesting to watch what transpired here with the quarterback position when you were here. Of course, they brought Bobby in in '85. Dave Wilson was here, and you know Dave got hurt. Early in his career, really set him back. He had talent, but never quite became what they hoped he would be. Bobby ends up finally winning the job. The Saints win. Struggling in 89, they switched to 4K for the last three games. He has three really good games, and they're all wins. And, and then Bobby, of course, has the acrimonious 
situation with Mr. Finks and doesn't play in 90. And I always thought, and I like John Forkate. He's a friend of mine, and I like him a lot. Sure. But I always thought, like, that that 90 season was a, was a missed opportunity because of what transpired. Well, you know, personalities sometimes get in the way with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, they get in the way of progress. And that that's just, that's life. That's just one of the things that happens in life. And and just because we're playing in the National Football League doesn't, doesn't mean that those those situations, that yeah. uh, personnel decisions don't uh, don't get affected by those types sure. of things. And, and uh, Jim Finks was a good friend of mine. I liked him. I thought he was a great guy. And he, and he, and Wonderful he, and he liked me. Yep. And uh, but at the same time, Bobby's my best friend. I never could figure out why um, that situation wasn't going to work. And it, and it just got to be sort of a um, who was more stubborn. I, I think know, that's was... probably right, I, and I, <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably accurate. And and again, it's no disrespect to John whatsoever. No, absolutely. And then they brought not. in, no. they brought he knew, in he Steve he, Walsh. He knew his position, what he played, and, and yeah. how he played it, and uh, and he did a good job when he was in. So yeah. I, I, I got nothing to say about that. No, a different yeah. deal. They brought in Walsh. That didn't work out, and then they they obviously came to the conclusion we need to have Bobby back. They come back the following year. They go seven and zero. Before he gets hurt, and then they end up winning the division for the first time and made the playoffs again. So clearly, uh, he was vindicated in that situation. We're with Steve Court. We're live at FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino. We're on the lake in Kenner at the end of Williams Boulevard. We'll have some prizes to give away at the conclusion of the show. Come on out and join us and watch your favorite sporting events and all the television monitors here as well. We'll take a brief time out. We'll return in just a moment with more of All Access right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon and at NASHFM1061.com. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 NASH Icon or anytime at NASHFM1061.com. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. We tried Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, and after a couple of weeks, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and there was a lot less scratching and shedding. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite in her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well... 
trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune. If you or someone you know were stationed at or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you are diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation. Serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Steve DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 22-13849. Get in play and win big at the Treasure Chess Casino. Enjoy the hottest new slots and all of your favorite classics with jackpots hitting daily. Plus, double down at our sizzling blackjack tables and roll a winner at the most exciting craps tables in town. Get more betting options and catch all of the live action at the new FanDuel Sportsbook, a sports betting experience like no other. There's always more fun, excitement, and winning at the Treasure Chess Casino. The uh uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Whatever you need, there's something that fits your vehicle. Air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans open training camp Tuesday with its full arsenal on hand. Only Kyron Lewis, recovering from a knee injury, was not full go. The first preseason game is October 4th at Chicago. The New Orleans Saints are working at a rugby stadium today in preparation for Sunday's game against the Vikings in London. Minnesota, a two and a half point favorite. The first injury report will come out today and it will be of great interest with many Saints key players a bit banged up. LSU is ready for its first true road game as the Tigers play at Auburn Saturday and solid favorites to win their fourth straight game. Tulane has to turn the page quickly from its bad loss to USM as the Green Wave plays at Houston Friday night. Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees clinched the American East with a 5-2 win over in Toronto. Aaron Judge remains stuck on 60 home runs. And the St. Louis Cardinals clinched the National League Central Division title with a 6-2 win at Milwaukee. Tonight, join former New Orleans Saints Steve Court with me for all access at Treasure Chest Casino and the FanDuel Sportsbook at 6 p.m. with prizes to give away. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. As we continue here at Treasure Chest and FanDuel Sportsbook with our special guest Steve Court here until 7 and, of course, here each and every Wednesday night. Next week, by the way, we'll have former LSU star and 
Skylar Green, who played in the league for three years, too, including with the Saints, and he'll be here next week, and you'll have a chance to meet Skylar here next week. All right, the Saints put out their injury report today, and it's like a mass unit. I mean, we're going into <laughs> week four of the season, and counting down the list here, you got 14 guys on the injury report today, not the least of which was Jameis Winston, who did not practice today with his persistent back fractures and ankle problem. Also not practicing today, right tackle Ryan Ramchek, but it was rest, so we think he'll be okay. Jarvis Landry with his ankle did not practice. Michael Thomas with his foot injury did not practice. Andrus Pete, starting left guard, concussion, did not practice. And then, of course, you get to the limited guys. They included cornerback Paulson Adebo, running back Alvin Kamara, defensive end Marcus Davenport, Pro Bowl safety J.T. Gray, Return specialist Deontay Hardy and wide receiver Traquan Smith, along with Taysom Hill and Marcus May. That's a whole bunch of starters uh, that were limited and quite a few that were out. All right, so let's start with the quarterback. Okay. Obviously, that's what everybody's talking about. So, Jameis Winston is likely to play this Sunday. He sat out today, but they expressed confidence, and Coach Allen expressed confidence that he'll be able to come back and play. So, the dilemma facing Dennis Allen right now is. What do you do if you got a, a wounded soldier, if you will, and right. you know that's that's not where he can be or could be or would be, and you have a veteran that's that's been there, done that, and his quarterback four teams right. to playoffs, and Andy Dalton, it's a tough decision to make, but that's why, as they say, they pay you the big bucks. You know, you're looking at it from afar. It's sure. hard to quantify, but just with the naked eye. Uh, could they make a change? Should they make a change? Or what do you think? Yeah, it's, look, it's a coach's decision. I'm gonna. Let me just say this, just to kind of yeah, clear the air on something. Yeah. Because um, first and foremost, look, I think we're a little bit spoiled because we're 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 watching somebody that um, that is replacing somebody that was truly a um, a unique player, you know, in Drew Brees. And I think we're spoiled from that standpoint of thinking that there's going to be that same kind of execution level and that same type of quarterback play, and and it's and it's not. It's far from it. Right. Um, I will say this. I, look, I think the guy has obviously has plenty of talent and things like that. But I will say that there's too many times that I see, okay, from being, you know, knowing this game in the way I know it, um, the recognition and the, the ability to make changes on the fly or make changes and adjustments, um, they're not there. And that bothers me. Uh, it bothers me a lot. Because um, I'm thinking there's a guy, he's not a rookie. He's been in the league a long time, and, he, and he's played a lot of football. Um, there's got to be some sort of clarification on what he does when he sees uh, an overload on one side. And obviously, uh, they know that there's, there's only a certain number of ways you can block somebody. Somebody's coming free. Um, and then you have the other problem with, um, you know, what do the receivers do? You know, Look, the, the hot routes, they've got to be, they've got to be, um, they've all got to be on the same page from the standpoint of knowing what the defense shows you. And when I see this stuff, and I see it over and over and over again, but it doesn't get uh, adjusted to, it doesn't get rectified, that, that sort of bothers me. And, and um, it's going to come to a head pretty quick, I, I can tell you this. And, and, and look, at this, at this juncture, um, if, if Jameis is, is – uh, is limited or if he has some sort of issue with with his back and I know look look everybody's got something hurting him right yeah. now everybody okay um, I didn't feel good until 
first week of March, okay, every year, <laughs> because that's just the way the game is. But um, so everybody has something. So either you're either you're injured uh, or you're just hurt. And if you're just hurt, so what? Okay, you got to suck it up. You got to do what you got to do. You got to chew up your painkillers. You got to get a shot. You got to do whatever you got to do. But you got to get out there and you got to play, and and you got to play well. You can't just play okay. Okay, so. There has to be a there has to be something going on there, and and I think that there's an uh, um, once they get that figured out, and if they can, and until that until that point, um, I would put um, I would put Andy Dalton in. I just think that he is a guy that's got a lot of skins on the wall. He certainly has been in a, has played a lot of football at a lot of high level for a long time, and I know that he's seen a lot of different things. Um, is he as, as physically gifted as Jameis? No, he's not. But a lot of times, I don't think Drew is as physically gifted as Jameis. No, not but, even, okay, not even right. close. <laughs> so, so in saying that, um, you know, come on, that is a, that's one of the positions where you can look at it and you can see how that is directly affected by what defenses do to you. And that's what really bothers me at this point. So, I, look, I don't think that, that our offensive line, and look, I, I'm, I have a hard time kind of banging on our guys, our five guys up front, and I think that they're, they're playing okay from time to time. Um, but there's too many times that they're not. And, and it's gotten to be where it's uh, – they're not as physical as they used to be, which kind of bothers me. They're trying to finesse things, which I don't think – look, I, that's just – that might be my own personal problem, <laughs> okay? Yeah. But, but I think that more physical you are at that position, and there's not some, certain – saying that certain times you shouldn't be uh, have a finesse part of the game. There is certain types of blocks and things like that where you do have to have uh, some sort of finesse. But there's most of the time, the more physical you are in that position, the more you wear down that defense. And the more you wear down that defense, uh, by the end of the you know second part of the game, uh, these guys have suffered a lot of body shots. And then you begin to, to dominate them. And, and until that point, I have not seen that at all. And I haven't seen that in a while. Ramchek is that type of guy, but other than him, they don't really have. Now, they drafted a guy just like that. They did. And Trevor Penning, but he got hurt. But he got so, hurt. And I, and I, he's going to be okay. You know, mm -hmm. I just – he's going to be a guy I think is going to be a breath of fresh air. And I watched him, and I'm thinking, okay. That's what you I, want. I really like this. This is sort of throwing back into my air a little bit to where it was – you know, he's, he's wanting to beat people up. He's wanting to change things. And he's wanting to move people off spots. He's just not trying to get in their way wants to move people off the spot, which to me, when you gain ground on the defense, um, that's where offensively you can make your mark. Yeah, listen, I think he's got a chance to be a good player, but clearly right now I think their line play has been okay. I think that's the right word. I don't think it's been good enough, but it's not been bad. Right. It's been okay, but you brought it up because you were a center. The center will make line calls much right. of the time. The quarterback has to recognize defenses to change plays, yeah. and he can make – he can flip a play from running left to running right or flip a pass sure. to a run play or vice versa. Right now, you don't see that communication either with the center or the quarterback no. being able to make the right calls and the right decisions. You're exactly right. And that, that's – if you look at it, and I, I watched, I've watched three games of it now, yeah. and, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, at some point they're going to get this rectified because now teams are throwing – hey – you, you put four guys on one side, and then you bring you know, a safety down into it. Then all of a sudden you realize, okay, there's, there's one more guy here that we can block. Okay, so what happens? Does the quarterback see him? He almost acts like he doesn't, and that's what bothers me because I'm not sure if he recognizes it, and if he does, 
he certainly doesn't adjust to it. Well, what he is thriving at, what they've thrived at, is no huddle, tempo, and that works very well. But that's because defenses can't make any changes. They got to rush for. They wear those guys out, and they can't really. Right. They don't have time to make calls uh, to confuse you. And right. the Saints have been successful that way. The only issue with that is you can't do that 60 minutes a game. Right? No, and, and there's times in the past that I've seen, uh, and I'm going back a few years now, that where we, in that sort of the jet offense or with that sort of no huddle stuff to where we're the up tempo. Um, you're calling either two plays in the huddle, you're calling two plays at the line to where that, that's how that, that works out. And you, you know, adjust to that uh, you know, during the snap count. That's fine, but, but when you are more physical and you're able to run the football and you're able to get four or five and six yards and you win on first down, um, that, that to me is when you really begin to, to make a, um, a stand offensively and you begin to control the football and you begin to control the clock. Because if you don't have that, now all of a sudden you're behind the sticks and you're getting to where you're third and long and, and or second and long, and then all of a sudden now it's third and long. And, and, and you know, there's a, your odds uh, uh, of succeeding are, have gone way down. So I, I always think if you can run the football the best you can and, and really begin to, uh, to utilize that, that running game, it's still the king is, is running the football. If you can still do that. It's not saying that that's the only way to do it because it certainly isn't, but, but – if you can run the football, you can do so many different things. Yeah, it really opens up the game and play action, of course, in particular. Steve Court, our guest, we're live at Treasure Chest Casino, and we're on the lake in Kenner at FanDuel Sportsbook right inside the front entrance. So all you need to do is come here, walk in. You can watch all the sporting events you want. You can wager on any of those. There's food and drink here to partake in as well, and good company. And we have some prizes to give away at the conclusion of the show. Glad you're with us. We'll take a brief time out here. When we return, we'll ask Steve about why defenses are winning more these days in the NFL and why scores are down across the league. I want to get his take on that when we return in just a moment here from Treasure Chest on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon and NashFM1061.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This LSU report is brought to you by Southland Plumbing and Lighting Supply. With two locations to serve you, Metairie and Mandeville. How about them Tigers? In what could pretty much be considered a scrimmage, the Tigers dominate on both sides of the ball, holding New Mexico under 100 yards, racking up over 600 yards in a 38-0 snooze fest that was close all the way up to the opening kickoff. Other than a turnover in the red zone and 60 yards in penalties, Tigers play flawlessly and look to be ready to face six straight SEC opponents. 
Daniels and Nussmeyer were nearly perfect, and the defense with two starters out looked solid. Next up, the Auburn Whatevers, who due to a boneheaded fumble in overtime by Missouri, survived the 17-14 victory that looked like they had lost twice. Remember, buy local and buy from a Tiger. This weekly LSU Tiger football game recap is courtesy of Southland Plumbing and Lighting Supply and Alan Venturilla, locally owned and operated for over five decades. Mako.com for an online estimate today. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Whatever you need, there's something that fits your vehicle. Air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. From wagon wheels to Ferris wheels, it's the Tangipahoa Parish Fair starting this Wednesday through the weekend at the fairgrounds in Amit City. And starting this Saturday through Halloween, head to NOLA Motorsports Park for the zombie paintball hunt as you and your friends get to fight zombies and save New Orleans. For more ideas on what to do this weekend, pick up the Fall Festivals issue of Where You At Magazine all over town or click on latest issue on whereyat.com and read it now. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino on the Lake and Kenner at the edge of Williams Boulevard where we're located every Wednesday night, including next Wednesday night when former LSU star Skylar Green will join us, who, of course, played in the NFL for three years as well. We look forward to having Skyler here. We hope you'll come here as well. Tell your friends, and we hope to see you here next Wednesday. We have Steve Cord here, and we're talking about the Saints and the NFL. So I'm looking at three weeks of scoring, and the NFL scoring across the board is down. I think it's down an average of like four points a game. It's pretty significant. You're watching a little bit. What I'm seeing is I'm just observing as a novice, but I'm looking at a lot of cover, too. And defense is saying you're going to have to drive 10, 15 plays to score. And some teams either aren't good enough to do it or aren't patient enough to do it. And I think that's played a large role. Or do you think it's just scheme and defenses have caught up with offenses? Um, Well, yeah. I I mean, in in the second part you just said about defenses caught up with the offense, I think that right now, still at this juncture of of four weeks in, uh, I think the defenses are ahead of the offenses. I think that that will turn around. you know, probably in a week or so, and then coming on, they'll start to the offense will start to execute better, and I think that you'll see, you know, a more proliferation of points offensively from from a lot of the teams, especially the teams that are that are able to do that. But um, look, I, there's just a couple of things that you know I don't think right now for some reason there's offensive line play at this juncture, uh, and I don't know if it's is if it's uh, if it's tied to injury or if it's um, or if it's tied to scheme or whatever. But at, at this juncture, I don't think the offensive line play is really uh, 
they seem like they're struggling a little bit, and that's everybody's offensive line. I don't see anybody's offensive line really uh, coming off the ball in a stroke. I mean, I'm, Philadelphia seems to be playing pretty well offensively. Their offensive line does. But, you know, I watched somebody like um, the Giants, for instance. They were just absolutely – I think I could probably go out there and maybe – they might sign me. You know, they were, you know, that was a sieve know, last yeah, night. <laughs> and it was just – it really – it was awful. And mm -hmm. it um, – and it, it just makes you kind of shake your head and say, what, you know, what are they doing? What are they, what are they doing? Are these guys getting coached up? And you know they are. You know the coaches are good. And you know that the players have, have been good before to be in that position. So what, what, what is going on here? Is it a, you know, was it a combination of, of, of mesh with the, you know, the running backs and what they're trying to do with the play of the call against the certain defenses are called? Is that just matching up differently right now? I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And then you look at Joe Burrow, who's a remarkable young talent, but he, he already tore his knee and had major I don't know surgery. I he's going to be around very long. <laughs> he took the number one amount of hits in the NFL last year, and this year he's already been sacked, what, 14 times? I think he's on pace three for 100. Games. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and they went out and brought in three different guys, but it hasn't mattered. So talent evaluation is part of it, but when your biggest investment is not being protected, boy, that's a, that's a real problem. Yeah, I, w I certainly wouldn't want to be uh, in that offensive film room, uh, being an offensive lineman, if my quarterback was getting hurried that much and or pressured that much and, and certainly not sacked that much. But, you know, a lot of times it, um, those things go hand in hand. And a lot of times if you, you know, if your secondary is pretty decent and, and you've got receivers that certainly can't get off like a, a you know, press man type of a coverage, or they don't certainly find the spots that they're supposed to in the zone defenses, um, and he has to hold on to the ball, well, you know, that leads to. So that leads to, obviously, that leads to pressures and leads to sacks. But, you know, at the same time, you think that, that Burrow, knowing, you know, what I've seen of him before, and really savvy guy. I mean, the guy is really one of the smarter quarterbacks out there. He knows what's going on. And, and, it, and, and it's so at such a young age, you know, he's done really remarkable about that. But... You look at that, you wonder, you know, what, you know, something's not going wrong because they certainly offensive line is certainly isn't that bad. And yet they're, you know, I think they've got the pressures and the sacks of are, you know, they're piling up like crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really scary to watch because he's such a good young player yeah. and you'd hate to see his career cut short. He's already had one very serious injury and he overcame that. But again, you, you get another one like that and it's a totally different animal. Altogether. So you look at the league right now, and Miami's 3-0 and and Philadelphia's 3-0, and and nobody else is undefeated. Only three weeks in, there's only two undefeated teams. Parity, uh, this screams out across this league right now, and the Saints' own division in the NFC South, Tampa Bay lost, so they're 2-1, and one, and you got the Saints, Carolina, Atlanta, all 1-2. and two. It seems like everybody's bunched up together. It seems like Parity is, is probably never been stronger than it is right now. Yeah, yeah, and it has. It's not parody in a good way. It's, it's, it's. Uh, not a lot of real good football. You know, out no, there. it's just it's 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 mediocre at this yeah. point. And like I said before, it's because I think, uh, you know, at this at this juncture in the season, like I said before, I, I don't think the the offenses have have caught up to the defenses yet, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mark that down as it is it being the issue at this point. But um, there's too many other things I look at, and too many other um, teams are. Are doing well at the same time you know they're not winning games and why is that you know and and there's a, a myriad of different things you can look at i mean you know it seems like penalties are up you know uh, like crazy and and 
it's kind of stupid penalties too. Stuff like, you know, receiver down the field and stuff like that. I don't think they they rarely call that. You know, legal. You know, legal man. You know, legal number being down the field. You know, as far as like an offensive lineman or something being beyond the three yard mark or something like that. And you're wondering why why is this getting called all of a sudden all the time? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I think they can. You know, you could throw a play, you know, a flag on any single play you wanted to. If you're an official, and I think that they have those guys have a responsibility to keep the game flow going the way it should without, you know, having some sort of, uh, you know, extremely, uh, you know, penalty that that really makes a difference in in a, in a game. And I think they need to really sort of look at that because I think a lot of times if you let those if you let those players play that game out and play those, uh, you know, wide receiver, or, you know, against the secondary guys, and and you let those guys sort of hand fight things out. Usually that that ends up for being in a pretty good game because if it is called, it's usually called because it's something extremely flagrant, you know. And if it's not called, it's because you know, okay, they're letting those guys kind of hand fight it out. I look at what's transpiring with the lack of scoring, and with all the injuries I just mentioned, all these Saints injuries this early in the season, and I just can't help but think the shorter off season, the lack of padded practices. Uh, the short training camp and the shorter preseason contribute to this in some sort of way. You know, I, I would be interesting if they if they have a, if they do some sort of a study on that, and I would like to see how the study is designed. You know, but at the same time, it, it would be interesting to see, you know, how that sort of is meted out. Because I think, if, to me, it's always been look. I I always felt like I needed to get bloodied up and beat up just a little bit before I was ready. Um, you know, to play, to really to play. Mm-hmm. And I think I, it, it, I needed to get hit. And I think anytime you go out there with, with um, a lot less uh, physicality, yeah, it's great. And your joints and stuff like that feel better. And you, you certainly feel a lot better, um, you know, going into the contest. But at the same time, you know, are you really ready, you know, for the physicality of, of, of what that game brings? And, and I'm not so sure that, you know, you see a lot of soft tissue injuries. You know, you see a lot of stuff of guys getting hurt for really you know, no, no other reason than, than, you know, somebody fell on them. Now, that that that, that says a lot. You know, somebody falling on somebody is, can be devastating. But at the same time, you, you used to see guys uh, looking like there was a, a lot of times a big crash and it was nothing was happening at all. Mm-hmm. And then other times you see guys running down the tree, running down the, you know, the field and there's really it's a no contact issue and guys are you know, tearing ligaments and, and uh, you know, ripping ACLs. And, and, Saw it happen and last night. Achilles and all that kind of stuff. And you're wondering, you know, what, what's going on here? It seems like guys have gotten a little bit um, soft. Different time, different place for sure in the league yeah. and the way things are approached. Steve Quartz, our guest, we're live at FanDuel Sportsbook and Treasure Chess Casino. And we're on the lake in Kenner at the edge of Williams Boulevard. We're here every Wednesday night. We'll take a time out here when we return for a final segment. We'll talk to Steve about his late great teammate, Sam Mills, being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, among other things. As we continue, glad you're with us on this Wednesday night. Ken Trahan with Steve Court here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. It's Macy's VIP sale with an extra 30% off our latest fall arrivals and all the brands you love with your coupon or Macy's card. And get 15% off skincare, makeup, fragrance, and more of your beauty faves. Now at Macy's. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today. Details at Macy's.com slash pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. We tried Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, and after a couple of weeks, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and there was a lot less scratching and shedding. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite in her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-813-8757 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-813-8757. That's 800-813-8757. What do you have to lose? Call 800-813-8757. Again, 800-813-8757. Ring in the new year with the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllStateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The Allstate Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, at NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. As we continue on from FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino in Kenner, 
with Steve Court, our special guest tonight. Great to have him with us. And Steve Sam Mills going into the Pro Football Hall yep. of Fame. Such a <clears throat> such a great player, but an even better guy. Just a wonderful person. I know it was long overdue from my perspective, but I'm so happy that he got in, and, and I know he's smiling somewhere. I know Melanie's very happy, and Sam Jr., and just a great guy. Amazing. You you against him in practice every day. Was there a smarter player you've ever gone against? No. <laughs> I mean, no, absolutely not. I mean, he really was uh, a unique guy because he really knew really exactly what the what you were doing, you know. And, uh, look, he was a great student of the game. There's no question about it. I mean, he, he really, really – poured his heart into it and and, uh, and really knew everything about about what the offense of the opposing team was going to do and and then carried out his assignment really really well but he was so intense and he was so uh, he was a very very smart guy but also just a great guy he was a great teammate to have fantastic player fantastic guy uh, Dalton's great I always laugh Dalton always made me laugh because Dalton said man you know we we went at it hard in practice so I recognized early on how special and how difficult and how tough those guys were. So I made friends with them real fast, and I stayed friends <laughs> with them the whole time. Yeah. So they take it easy on me, and he, and that's true because Vaughn Johnson. I mean, is there ever yeah. been a harder hitter than than Vaughn Johnson? I mean, that guy. Uh, maybe Sam Mills, but but, <laughs> but but really, other than that, those two inside backers we had, and that's that's Vaughn and and uh, and Sam were. Uh, uh, you know, I used to have to practice against those guys. You know. Wednesdays and Thursdays was tough, you know, and, and they didn't uh, – th that was when you practiced all out. I mean, we had full gear on and the whole thing, and it was um, – I many, many times I'd walk back to that hole barely with my feet touching I hear you. Because <laughs> of that six-inch punch that Sam used to hit me with. But it was um, – he, uh, he was a really explosive player, but he was so good at what he did, you know, and, uh, and – uh, he was, he was certainly – he made me better, that's for sure, when I practiced against him. Swilling was the best at what he did in the league for a couple of years as an outside pass rusher. There was nobody better. He got NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 91, but he was like that from the time he got here. And then on the other side, the indestructible one, Ricky. I mean, he just – the guy the guy could get in an automobile accident and almost die, and he'd go out there and play a week later with a special helmet and just – and you see the guy today, he never suffered a serious injury on no. the field, which is remarkable. You know, and, and I've, that's one thing that if I could look back on a change about my career that I would change. I just was hurt too often. Yeah. You know, and I think you know, a lot of times people will talk about, you know, your very best ability being your availability. Yeah. And that certainly is the case. I know that, um, you know, I you know, was, was, a, was a, uh, an alternate to the Pro Bowl and yep. a couple times and all this kind of stuff. and. Used to have people tell me all the time about you know being an all pro and this that and the other, but I never was, um, I never was well enough, long enough for a long enough period of time <laughs> during the seasons to to, uh, to to really make my mark. And so that was something that I sort of a little bit of a bitter pill to swallow. But it's uh, look, some guys are just more fortunate than others. You know, I think I played the style of game I played, and I was a very physical player. And I think a lot of times when you play that way, you know, about half the time physicality is coming back on you. So um, knowing that, I would probably try to be a little more finesse from time to time when I didn't need to be because I was always trying to finish my block every single time, right. you know, um, by being more physical than the other guy. Um, but that, that was the way I, um, 
I was taught to play, and that's the way I played. That's who you were, and that's right. what you and you did it well, and you did it for the first winner in the history of the franchise. People will never forget that, and you're still in our midst, and people deeply appreciate that, and we really appreciate you being here tonight. Steve Court, ladies and gentlemen, give him a nice round of applause for being with us tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Steve, we appreciate it. And Stick around. We'll let you pick some winners here in just a moment, okay? Sure, absolutely. So we want to thank our Rudy Dixon back in studio. Thanks to our friends here at FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chest, Rodney Miller and the whole crew. And for Steve Court and Rudy Dixon in studio, I'm Ken Trahan. Thanks for joining us and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at Nash FM.